0: Welcome to From Betrayal to Breakthrough. I'm Dr. Debbie Silber, and today we have Joyce Schaeffers. And Joyce is a best-selling author, public speaker, workshop facilitator, and life skills coach who specializes in relationship counseling. The counseling model she uses was created out of her need to break her own failed relationship pattern. She's not a superhero, but she does have a superpower. It's her ability to expose and help fix the emotional root issues that cause relationships to fail. She fixes relationships in her office in St. Albert, Alberta, Canada, and virtually through her self-study course called Getting to the Root of the Problem in Your Relationship. You can connect with her on her website, Facebook, and Twitter. And I'm about to introduce you to Joyce. She's going to be explaining the cycle of emotional pain, how it starts, and how to break it. You're going to love this conversation. Let's get started. I am so excited to have Joyce Schaefer's with us today. She's going to be talking about the cycle of emotional pain, what happens, and of course, how we, can, how we can get out of it. So Joyce, thank you so much for being with us.
1: Well, thank you for having me, Debbie. I appreciate your interest in my work and I'm excited.
0: Yeah, thank you. So let's just dive right in. What is the cycle of emotional pain?
1: Uh, Okay, well, I define the cycle of emotional pain basically as a process where our traumatic experiences from our our past create an unmet emotional need. And and when we have this unmet emotional need, we attempt to get that need met through external means. So through external experiences, uh, circumstances, and even other people. So basically, it's a cycle where trauma has impacted us negatively in an emotional way, and typically trauma, because it happens to children, they're unaware that it has harmed them emotionally. It, it, they're unaware that it has created this unmet emotional need. And so they what I've noticed over kind of two decades is that there is this unconscious kind of desire to get. Uh, their emotional needs met externally, mm-hmm. so, so that's what I define as this cycle. Mm-hmm. So the trauma, when it's not addressed, creates the emotional need, which then creates this, you know, this this desire to get the emotional need need met ex- um, ex- externally. If
0: that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and you know, could you give us a practical example of what that would look like? Like what a trauma, the emotional need, and how it's being. Uh, looked, you know, it was how how let's say a child or or an adult would look to meet that unmet need through an external.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, so if you take even a situation, uh, where say a child has been bullied or severely criticized. So I had a, a fellow who, uh, was bullied for about eight years of his, um, young school life. Mm-hmm. As well, he had a very, um, very strict father who always, you know, put him down and criticized him for, for the things that he did wrong. So I would define that as trauma okay mm-hmm. and then what it created emotionally so so in out of that trauma the child he drew a conclusion about himself. He drew the conclusion that he wasn't good enough right that he was inadequate and so it created the unmet emotional need to feel capable and competent and good enough okay So mm-hmm. then uh, that and because he wasn't aware of that like he consciously he wasn't aware that that, that even was happening <laughs> mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so then <clears throat> the cycle happens when we are trying to get so he tried to get the emotional need to feel good about himself and adequate uh, met through relationships right mm-hmm. and so he had a pattern of failed relationships, um, and you know in my opinion it was a lot it uh, had a lot to do with this this unconscious need to get these emotional needs met externally through his partners which when you understand the nature of emotions uh, you can realize that that is impossible because you know I always say it's kind of like using mud to wash your hair
0: mm-hmm. emotional
1: needs require emotional solutions yet we're kind of caught up in this cycle of using external things physical mm-hmm. things even um, you know, because he also had this intense need to succeed at work mm-hmm. as a way to prove to himself that he was capable and competent and adequate right so so you know, using mud to wash our hair, using physical things to meet an emotional need uh, creates quite a problem, mm. <laughs> and so he saw that playing out in his failed relationships and then. As a couple with his current wife, when they came to, you know, to work with me, uh, he didn't even really aware, wasn't even aware that that cycle was playing out. And he was, you know, anytime she wanted to talk about the challenges in their relationship, his emotional pain of inadequacy was always triggered. And Mm. so then he couldn't effectively deal with those problems as they would arise. So that, so it created quite, quite a cycle, you know, and also, you know, difficult challenges in his, in his relationship. Does that make
0: sense? Does that help clarify? Oh, absolutely. So just to sum it up for the listeners, he was, he was put down made to feel inadequate where he felt inadequate, uh, Mm -hmm. wanted to meet that need, felt the need to, I guess, overcompensate or whatever, was looking for an external, Uh, validation, I guess, or to feel a little bit better, tried that through Mm. work, through relationships that doesn't work. That's the whole mud example to to wash your hair. And then, yeah. And, and so then I guess you, you worked with, with him and his wife to, so through the work, then what does the work do? Does the work get to what the real, what the original unmet need was and, and how to heal that?
1: Yeah, well one of the very first important things is to create this awareness. Like like I said, he hadn't even he wasn't even aware that his trauma from the past was even being triggered. So he so first it's the awareness, right? Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. so important because they would fight about surface stuff, right? Mm-hmm. They would fight about him. So every time she wanted to talk to him, he would of course become triggered but not aware and then he would leave. He'd always he'd always leave which then actually triggered her unmet emotional need from her trauma, which is another story. But so then, so then he would withdraw and leave. so they would be fighting about the surface stuff. Like you were late for supper and then he'd be upset and then leave, you know, their home.
0: So, Mm -hmm.
1: so that's how it would be playing out. So then my work is about creating the awareness. Okay, well, this is what's really going on. This is really why you want to flee the house is Mm -hmm. because you're feeling inadequate, right? So then and then so create the awareness and then help them, you know, you know, address the emotional needs. So Mm -hmm. if we have a need to feel adequate, um, you know, my approach is to to help them recognize that, well, okay, well, what's the real problem is that he doesn't feel adequate. Right. Mm -hmm. So then Mm -hmm. what's the solution? Again, using emotional means it's to help him, um, you know, cultivate the emotions of feeling adequate and capable Mm -hmm. and competent. So it's using the triggers, you know, those triggers, some moments to, to help him recognize, Oh, wait a minute. I'm really, I'm not really mad at my spouse. I'm really feeling inadequate. My, you know, my trauma is being triggered. That's what's really going on here. So now what I need, what do I need to do? Well, I need Mm -hmm. to manage that trigger and reset emotionally. And so when you manage that trigger, it's about really debunking the story, Mm -hmm. you know, because, because, you know, just because he was bullied doesn't actually mean that he wasn't a good kid, right? Mm-hmm, but that's mm-hmm. the story that the takeaway message, that's what he believed, right? So, so it, when we're triggered, my approach is to help that person become aware of what's actually going on and help them kind of debunk the story, right? In the mm-hmm. way that says, okay, well, I'm, I'm, is it true that I'm inadequate? Is it true that I'm a bad person? Because that's, kind of what the kid believes right when when we're triggered adults it's really that wounded child Mm -hmm. that's you know the emotions coming to the surface so it's about kind of learning to be helping them learn to be a little bit more objective disconnect from you know the story and and kind of you know tell ourselves a new story which is you know I'm yeah I might have flaws but it doesn't mean I'm a bad person it doesn't mean that I'm incapable or incompetent and then the goal is to help them help him reset emotionally so that they can actually talk about what's really going on right mm-hmm. so it's actually right. instead of fighting about being late for dinner then it's it's actually well actually i'm triggered and i'm feeling really inadequate mm-hmm. and i know i need to work on that and even sometimes reaching out for help is like can you can you help me with that <laughs> you know right. so the so the conversation you know that's the thing that i love the most is that i see that the the dynamic you know is often that attack and defense dynamic mm-hmm. you know where they're fighting and fighting over this you know these issues they can never resolve resolve their hot topics and then it, it then there's all this understanding and then the compassion and support kind of floods back in and then the partner is actually you know more willing to help you know his wife was willing to help him get his emotional needs met not that mm-hmm. she can do it for him but support him in that so they they stop fighting about the irrelevant stuff and actually have like constructive conversations about what's really going on. Mm,
0: That that was
1: a really long answer to your question. No, no, but
0: that's perfect. And what I love about that is you realize that it's what they were fighting about wasn't even the issue. That's not even the problem. But what I, what I love even more is when we're triggered, you know, we try to manage the trigger, but, but, and we're so afraid of the trigger, but the trigger gives us so much information. Yes, absolutely. Right. And if we could look at the trigger say, okay, what is this trying to tell me? Why is it affecting me in this? way. What's it bringing up for me? Then we could dig a little bit deeper and say, oh, I get it. Okay. And through awareness, now let me take the next step to just, you know, sort of unpack this and see what's going on. That's Mm -hmm. I always
1: always call triggers uh, opportunities to heal our trauma. That's Mm -hmm. my, that's my approach to it all. It's like, let's not be afraid of these triggers. Like you said, there are opportunities and and because our trauma is often triggered very very often you know this is what couples kind of come to learn um there it's it's an amazing tool because you Mm -hmm. have these these multiple these you know these opportunities several of them throughout Mm -hmm. the day often to to go back to the root cause and heal that trauma so it's very Mm -hmm. powerful in my opinion
0: yeah oh absolutely so how does betrayal factor into all this
1: yeah, good question. Okay. So I think it's important to define betrayal, right? And, and, you know, with all of this, it's like the clearer we can get about the circumstances and the details, mm-hmm. the more, you know, empowered we're going to be. So I think it's really important to define betrayal. And this is maybe well I'll get you in on that. Mm-hmm, too, is, mm-hmm. But I think I would, def- I personally would define betrayal as, you know, disloyalty, um, deception, Mm -hmm. lying, you know, there's often a breach of trust. Mm -hmm. It could even be cheating and rejection. And and you think childhood stuff, that could be um, abandonment, right? Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how I would define betrayal. Anything you'd like to add there?
0: You know, the the, the simplest way I've come to explain it and define it is really the breaking of a spoken or unspoken rule okay yeah right right whatever okay. that understanding was whatever that rule was spoken or unspoken the understanding let's say of a parent and child i listen to right. you you keep me safe and then they violate right. that that's a betrayal or uh, even a best friend your secret's safe with me and then you find it on facebook you know that's a betrayal Right. So anything yes. where there was that spoken or unspoken role
1: Right. And so I'm always interested about the childhood stuff, not to Mm -hmm. say that cycles can't be created as as young adults or in adulthood or whatever, certainly. But what I've noticed is, is, you know, the couples I work with, the trauma really goes back to childhood often, Mm -hmm. most of the time, I would say. So the childhood trauma... childhood betrayal, like, yeah, exactly. Feeling safe is a really big one that I see, Mm -hmm. um, with, with couples that I work with. So, so again, it's important to define betrayal if we're really wanting to know how this cycle is impacting us. Um, and then to define, I think even more importantly, what did the, the betrayal do to us emotionally, right? So what emotional need, you know, did it create? So, it's important to kind of, again, get clear. So if it's, if it's uh, you know, being disloyal, then mm-hmm. I would, what I would notice then is that adults would have value very strongly, intensely, the need for loyalty, right? Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. the opposite, right? Mm-hmm. So whatever, I always say, whatever you didn't need emotionally and, or didn't get emotionally is exactly, as a child is exactly what you need now, right? Mm-hmm. So if it's it's to feel safe, Okay, and you choice, and I
0: have to, I have to stop you there because that, that's such a huge point. And if yes. you just take a look at your behavior or, or take a look at someone, your, your partner's behavior, what they're, so what you're saying is what they did not get is what they so desperately need as an adult.
1: Right. And that is right there. I'm so glad you saw the significance of that Mm -hmm. because when couples understand that or people get that, it's like the light bulb goes on. They see that it's, I always say it's like the striving and never finding, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's like that hamster wheel, never getting anywhere. It's like trying, you know, and, and it really does come down to that. What did I need emotionally as a child and didn't get? That's what I'm, that's what in the simplest form. I would say that's the root of the problems in relationships Mm -hmm. is that putting that pressure on this other person to meet my emotional needs. So, again, if it's to feel safe, if it's to feel uh, loyalty, if it's to feel trust, right, Mm -hmm. or say in a case where a child's abandoned, if it's to feel like they have someone there supporting them, that's kind of what they're looking for. Um, Mm -hmm. But then you even whittle it down even further and then ask yourself, okay, well, what do all those things give you emotionally, Mm
0: -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So
1: when you think about being in a relationship where there's loyalty and honesty and trust, well, at the end of the day, what you're really feeling is you're feeling loved and respected and accepted, right? Like that's what, that's really when you pare it all down, Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. what we all want. But when, when you can really like, Plug your own details into the cycle of emotional pain, you know, understand exactly how it's impacting you. It's so incredibly powerful. So betrayal, then, how does that f- factor in? Well, it's about understanding all of the elements of the betrayal, what it did to the per- the child emotionally um, is, you know, is, is the biggest thing and understand how it is. Maybe you're trying to get those emotional needs met externally. Mm-hmm. How is it that you're trying to use mud to wash your hair?
0: You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. although I do, I can hear it. I just hear the listeners saying, but you know what? What if, what if there was just a quality that was just reinforced, like somebody got a lot of attention and that's what they've gotten used to. So that's what they're displaying now as an adult, only because that's who they've always been. And that's what they've always, always received. What's the difference so wait, can there? You, can you explain that again a little bit more? I'm not it, sure. Follow. It, yeah. Like how, you know, where the the example that you gave was someone did not get something in adult in childhood and that's why they need it in adulthood but then right. there there are you know i'm just i'm just thinking of let's say a, some child who received a tremendous amount of attention maybe for whatever reason i don't even know a tremendous amount of attention so they just got very used to that thinking well the world is just going to keep continuing to give me this attention cuz this is what i've always gotten right. and this is what i know
1: well, right. And that's a very good, actually, that's the very first step in the cycle of emotional pain. It's understanding our conditioning, right? So, mm-hmm. and which is a huge problem in of itself. When, and then when I say conditioning, you think about it, it's like you're a kid and when your parents or your caregivers praise you or say that you've done something good, then you feel good about yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then when it's the opposite, when, when the, you know, you get in trouble and they give you heck, then you feel bad in the moment and you feel bad about yourself. So we've conditioned, many of us condition our kids to really in, a, in what I would call like a backwards way. It's like saying, well, you can only feel good when something outside of you happens, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. it's, it's, really, it's really problematic because that's what keeps us on that hamster wheel of, you know, so if that child is constantly getting praised as a kid, well that they're using that you know it's it is like using mud to wash their hair but i would say that it's an inauthentic sense mm-hmm. so even though they're getting praised, if you if you really get curious and talk to them i would say that they probably don't really feel that good about themselves because it is really like using mud to wash your hair it mm-hmm. is really like using an external thing to to meet an emotional need which can never work it will absolutely always backfire it can It can trick us into thinking that it works, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It can trick us like someone who's really attached, who has safety issues, say, really attached to money and say they have a lot of money. Well, if you really talk to them about it and ask them, well, how safe and secure do you really feel, right? They'll, they'll probably, they'll say, well, I actually think about money all the time and I have a mm-hmm. lot of fear about losing it. Right. Mm-hmm, so
0: mm-hmm.
1: that's how the conditioning kind of sets us up to fail, if you will.
0: Right. Now, can you think of an example of someone where there was a betrayal experience, either in childhood or adulthood? What were the, what were the triggers that let them know, oh, this is an unhealed betrayal right here? And I need to address okay. it.
1: Okay. Well, mm-hmm. how
0: about we use myself as an example?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I can certainly use a lot of other people too. But um, so, in my own personal situation, um, you know, I, I grew up in Prairie Canada, right? Farming community. When you look at my childhood, really I was quite lucky I wouldn't see a lot of people looking in wouldn't say that there was any kind of trauma there's no alcoholism no sexual abuse no physical abuse so you know in many ways I had it very good and so but when you look at trauma um so I was uh the sixth child of um a family oh, wow. so my parents had my parents had five kids in six
0: years oh my gosh and then <laughs> yeah
1: and then six years went by and I was born
0: mm. right okay
1: and so when I was born, now, I want to clarify something. If my mother were alive in here today, she would probably disagree with how I feel, which makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. My feeling, so my feeling, and it's just my feeling, it's just my perception. I'm not necessarily saying it was real for her, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying she's this bad person, right? But my feeling is that I was unwanted, mm-hmm. okay? Now, uh, and, and, you know, there are some cues in my childhood that would support that like when all my kids were all my siblings were in school mm-hmm. so my my brother was going into grade 1 and i was born in november right mm-hmm. so she had basically two two months alone <laughs> and then mm-hmm. i was born right mm-hmm. well in my experience with her in our home she was a very busy you know farm housewife right and, uh, you know, looking at our interaction, there wasn't a lot of connection. There was mm-hmm. no, you know, even, you know, no emotional connection really, and not a lot of time spent with me. So I really drew the conclusion. So my mm-hmm. takeaway message, right? This is very important. It's like, what's the takeaway message from the trauma? So the trauma I would say is, is that. Um, you know, no physical connection, no emotional connection and and really kind of a sense of rejection and being Mm -hmm. unwanted. Mm -hmm. And so that would be the trauma, the emotional need that created it within me was the need to feel loved and accepted and seen even. Because I, I often became very invisible, right? Like I didn't, I put my needs aside. I never asked for anything I wanted, right? So then move fast forward into my life. Of course, I didn't know this was happening, um, how the cycle of emotional pain played out for me was a series of failed relationships. So mm-hmm. I had three significant relationships, all with alcoholic men who all left me for other people, other women. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when my ex-husband left me, you know, I, it's like, I said, okay, the common denominator here is me. So what, you know, how are my broken bits as I call them? How is my trauma and my emotional pain creating this cycle? Right. And, and that's where I saw now my own, um, so then as my story unfolded, you know, I believed it. I believed I was unwanted. I believed I wasn't good enough. I believed, you know, that that my needs were not important. And so therefore I created this reality where, you know, that was, it, that was, the experiences came true.
0: Does that make sense? Yeah, and, and you know what it is. You're saying so many important things. Number one, what we feed grows. So here you right. are feeding this this idea that originally mm-hmm. was just an idea and became a belief. And a belief is really no more than the repetition of an idea from someone we trust. So that was right. someone else or you, and you repeated it enough until it became your belief. But it started as a perception, and I think right. it's important, so important for everybody listening to realize whatever, if you perceive it, that's enough to make it real for mm-hmm. you. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And
1: so, so that, that betrayal. So if you want to look at that, a betrayal of my, of who I am really, right. Mm-hmm. My mom, not really wanting to interact with me or do things with me or nurture me emotionally. You know, I, you know, I, I felt like that was a betrayal of who I was. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and then I began to betray myself by not putting my needs, making my needs important, not trusting my feelings, not seeing my value and my worth, right? So that's my story. It's my mm. own self-betrayal that kind of was created uh, right. out of that trauma, right? So again, what did I need emotionally and didn't get as a child? Well, that was to feel to loved and accepted and and valued. Mm-hmm. And so, I, so then the cycle was choosing people who could never do that for me. <laughs> right? right. And so in that way, it was, it was an amazing and, a, you know, experience and a gift where I got to that point of seeing, okay, well, these things, so triggers, you asked about triggers. Mm-hmm. So those were all trigger, you know, things would happen that would trigger my feelings of betrayal of, of rejecting myself, of feeling unwanted, right. Mm-hmm. All linked back to my past. Yeah. So, so then, you know, thankfully, so this is kind of how the cycle of emotional pain and my counseling model was really developed it was was using my own you know experiences um, you know the awareness, okay, so why am I the way I am mm-hmm. <laughs> and then and then using those triggers to um, you know to manage that emotional pain mm-hmm. to reset emotionally to then fill my empty cup, right? I talked in terms of empty cup versus full cup. So mm-hmm. when we're an empty cup, we're needing emotionally, right? And when we're mm-hmm. a full cup, we've gotten to that point where we have taken care of meeting our own emotional needs. And right. and then we're a full cup. And then you can come out back into your world and into your relationships, not needing them to meet your emotional needs, but the opposite, which is you know it's the feeling of i'm good like right, <laughs> I've, right i've you know i've taken care of what i needed emotionally and now i can extend love and acceptance and when you see that you know take place in in a relationship when i'm working with couples and in my own life really what it meant was i got to the point of feeling perfectly comfortable being single and alone and uh, a very happy, you know, mm-hmm, a full mm-hmm. cup is someone, you know, you have, you don't have that emotional need, you've taken care of it. And, you know, lo and behold, it wasn't long after that where I met my current um, partner. Mm-hmm, <laughs> and mm-hmm. it's a completely, absolutely opposite experience of the previous three. Mm. It's, it's the breaking of the cycle was simply, you know, t- it happened through, through that process of meeting my own emotional needs.
0: Yeah. And I, and I want to just sort of sum that up because it sounds like, so you perceived your, you, you you interpreted your, your mother's actions. You Mm -hmm. took it to the next level, which then turned it into a self-betrayal, kept sort Mm -hmm. of reinforcing this belief, kept looking for external ways to fill the internal hole that, that really was just there. But when you filled it internally, when you gave yourself the emotional support and everything else that you, that you really needed, truly needed, you healed. And then of course, you know, you're resonating at a very different level and then different, different people show up in your life. So (laughs) yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So how does somebody break? Because I know people listening are saying, Oh, well, that sounds great. Now, how do I break this emotional uh, cycle of pain here? So I just don't keep redoing the same thing. What would you suggest?
1: Yeah. Well, I have very, two very powerful strategies and they were the ones that I used myself. And this is what I actually teach when I'm working with people. Mm -hmm. Um, so one strategy is simply, you know, and I, I don't have really great names for them yet, but (laughs) managing triggers is a really very powerful one. And we talked about that. It's Mm -hmm. like, so it's recognizing. So it's about recognizing when your emotional pain is being triggered, right? So a trigger is something that's going to mimic. Your experience as a child, so for me, it was being so obviously when my ex husband left me um, and you know it was a betrayal. It felt like my my trauma was being triggered again because I believed that I was unwanted, right mm-hmm. and you know it was true but <laughs> mm-hmm. so so it's about okay, so knowing getting very clear about what the trauma is because you want to make sure that you're identifying your triggers. So what are the triggers? What are the things that are triggering this this, this betrayal, right? The feeling unwanted and all of that. Mm-hmm. And then managing that trigger. And we talked about, about it already. It's like mm-hmm. resetting emotionally, debunking the story. So for me, it's like, okay, yes, my ex-husband left me. He didn't want me. He told me that. So that oh. part's true. But it's like the meaning I give it. So right. do I have to give it all the same meaning that I did as a child, that I'm want, unwanted, that I'm not good enough? Well, I guess the unwanted part is true because he didn't want me, but do I have to give it you know, all that emotional meaning that I'm not good enough, like that mm-hmm. there's something wrong with me, right? So managing triggers is just simply about being real about what's going on, mm-hmm. not pulling our past into the moment and giving it all this intense emotional meaning, just being more objective
0: about it. Right, and, and we decide the meaning we give something. So exactly, that's beautiful, which
1: which is very powerful because mm-hmm. if we, you know, I always say if we created our story, that's a good thing because we can create a new one. Mm-hmm. And by you can create a new one by not believing, you know, the stuff we've believed in the past. Like mm-hmm. yes, I am unwanted, and yes, I'm it's because I'm not good enough, and because there's something wrong with me. Well, that's what we believe before managing triggers is about believing a new story. It's not about being, um, you know, like in a dreamland though. It's like, yes, I had issues I had to work on. Yes, I, you know, everyone, my couples that I work with, you know, they have behaviors that they have to tweak, but it's not mm-hmm. about that. You don't need to reject yourself because you're flawed, right? Mm-hmm. So managing mm-hmm. triggers is about being real, about knowing what the trauma was, what, how did it harm you? How did it hurt you? And, you know, how do you believe that story? And mm-hmm. then it's about choosing, going through this mental process of believing a different story so then you can feel, you know, a different way. So it's a, using the mind and the dialogue in your head to get to a better emotionally feeling place. So if you're feeling unwanted or inadequate, the goal in the managing triggers is to get to the place where you're feeling good about yourself, where you're mm-hmm. feeling comfortable right? Mm-hmm. It's like, yes, I can maybe be flawed, but I don't need to hate myself. <laughs> right. I don't need to reject myself. So managing triggers is one strategy. And then the other strategy, so, and I call that a reactionary strategy. So that's when our trauma has been triggered and I'm very intense emotionally and I need to reset. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's managing triggers. It's a reactionary, mm-hmm. it's a re- reactionary strategy. The other one is a proactive strategy where if you know what your story is, you know what the root, you know, the emotional pain is. And you're going to, you know, and whether it's meditation or however, it's it's like, and I like to do it in the morning. It's about taking time to fill your empty cup. Mm-hmm. So you know your story, you know who you are, you know that your tendency is to feel unwanted and inadequate, say. And so you take time to debunk that story proactively. So it's like going out into your world as a full cup, knowing that the triggers are going to kind of poke your hole, holes in mm-hmm. your cup and, mm-hmm. you know, but it's still better to start as a full cup
0: Exactly. Day.
1: And yeah. you know, and- you know what I
0: love about this, Joyce, is, is that so much of this, really all of this has to do with choice. It really is uh, a choice yeah. to how we deal mm-hmm. with the triggers, choice to how we look at ourselves, choice to how we, as to how we move through our day. It, it really, it seems like that's the, uh, the operating word right here.
1: Well, certainly, and it, you do get to that point, but without the awareness, like, you know, so many couples I've worked with said that, you know, they've tried communication skills and they've tried to improve things, but without understanding the root issue, it's really impossible almost to make those choices, right? Mm-hmm. Because we're so triggered and we don't understand what's going on, right? Because we're not connecting the dots to mm-hmm. the past and the trauma and the unmet emotional need. Um so I think the awareness is a huge piece. It's like why am I the way I am? Why yeah. am I wired this way? What's really going on? And then and then you're so much more you're, you're in a better position to make those those effective choices, right? Wow.
0: Terrific. And what do you want to make sure everybody everybody knows before we wrap up? Well, I would say, you know, that
1: I find people think that is helpful that idea of like become aware of this, okay, what am I what am I What am I trying to get <laughs> mm-hmm, <laughs> from my partner, mm-hmm. say? And you'll be aware, you, you know, once you kind of think about it a bit, you will see that, again, it goes back to what did I need emotionally as a child and mm-hmm. didn't get, and what am I trying to get now? It's that you'll see that it's likely the same thing. Wonderful. So I think that's a, a really good place to start, you mm-hmm. know, is to begin to answer that question of, why am I the way I am? Mm-hmm. And it, and
0: you know my experiences it it's linked back to the trauma. Yeah. So wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. And how do we find out more about you? Where do we go? Um, so my website.
1: So it's uh, JoyceSchafers dot com. So J O Y C E and then hyphen S C H A F E R S dot com. And uh, yeah, that's where you can find. I have an e-course. Well, it's a it's a downloadable self-study program. Um, when I worked with clients, I would do customized session notes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, But it, you know, it got very time-consuming. So I turned all of my session notes into a nine-lesson self-study course. Mm-hmm. So it takes you on this process of, again, the first part of creating that self-awareness answering those questions. Why am I the way I am? And then into the solution strategies Mm -hmm. where you're, you're, you're managing your triggers and resetting emotionally. So that can be found on my website.
0: Terrific. Terrific. Joyce, thank you so much between choice and awareness and learning about triggers, triggers, and not washing your hair with mud. (laughs) We learned so much today from you. Thank you so much for your time. Oh, well, thank you so much again,
1: Debbie, for having me. I appreciate it.
0: I love how Joyce explained the cycle of pain and how unhealed traumas, especially from childhood, show up as adult needs. We also have a choice in how we interpret something. And it's in our interpretation that we can either feel better or feel worse. That's up to us. Joyce has been so kind to offer her lessons, which you can download at joyce shaferscom And we'll have a link in the show notes over at pbtinstitute.com forward slash podcast. Here's my biggest takeaway. As usual, it starts with awareness, and instead of getting upset when triggers arise, they're really a great opportunity to show us what needs to be addressed and healed. And if the pain of betrayal is keeping you sick, sad, and stuck, you may be struggling with post-betrayal syndrome. Take the quiz and see pbtinstitute.com forward slash quiz. And let us support you. Go to Facebook and join our group, Women Hacking Betrayal, where we give information, tools, and support to help you move forward and heal once and for all. Can't wait to be with you next time. And here's to your breakthrough.